fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. It's uh, Saturday, October 2nd. It's October. Do you know what that means? Halloween. Do you know what else that means? Our birthdays. Everybody's birthdays in October. What's up with that? I know. It's a good month. A Valentine's Day. Which means day. it is, huh? Our parents About nine months. all got busy. They're all a bunch of like sentimentals. I know. Like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. We better have our once a year sex <laughs> and have another baby. Yep, and here we are. Yay. So this is episode 28 of the Hotbox Podcast, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. So where you can watch these at every Tuesday and Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 10 specific. It's the other way around. You guys figure it out. <laughs> And we have Facebook groups and all that stuff. And you can give us a call if you'd like, 406-204-4687. Of course, that's the number. And there's a chat room. So come hang out. And are we, uh, we're going to Helena next week? I believe so. That's next weekend, right? Yep. We've still got to get everything lined up for our transportation and all that. But that's the plan. I'll drive. Okay. Okay. Transportation lined up. Okay. So what and what are we going to be doing there? We're uh, assuming going to we go. be interviewing Irv Rosenfeld, one right. of the federal medical marijuana patients. That is great. I'm yes. very excited for that. I am too. I think it's going to be super fun. For sure. And there's a uh, MMGA meeting while we're there. Yeah, there's also. a conference. <clears throat> oh, a whole conference. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. It's a good tax write-off. I know. Going to a conference. Well, they have a house there that they've actually rented, and it's like got multiple bedrooms and everything for people to stay in really? when they're there for the conference, or for if they're there to speak for le- to the uh, legislative hearing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How's the legislative hearing been going? How was the last uh, local MMGA meeting? It was good, actually. We, you know, went over a lot of the things just you know, about staying legal and, you know, just making sure that you're covering all your bases. Have any members been in trouble yet? Like, has no. anyone gotten served or searched well, or Well, I mean, shut one down? person has been checked, but I mean, he was within his legal limit. So, but we we talked about that when uh, the moose poaching thing happened. Oh, right. That was yeah. that person. Okay. Yep. And he was at the MMGA meeting, and he just kind of said that, you know, yeah, they came in, they poked around, but he was really firm with them, and he let them know that there was one room where the lights were off, and they weren't allowed to open that door, or else they would have to reimburse him for anything that they lost. That's that true, though. Lost. You can't interrupt that cycle like right, that. Right, right. So, so you know, they that- didn't open the door, but they count- They trusted him on his They numbers. respected that, really? Yeah. That's Good. That's it's really good. It's very good, but I mean, honestly, I don't know how often you're going to come across that, though. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, we got an email here about an Ohio Compassion Normal rally that's going on. Uh, Chickadee in the chat room, she's going down to this. And uh, she says, hey there, I picked up this flyer when I was at school. The truth about medical marijuana 
It's a rally about medical marijuana because there's going to be a bill to legalize it. So, good job, Ohio. Uh, it's on, if you guys are local to Ohio, if you listen to this, uh, it's on October 16th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, she's going, and she says, I can write an article about it as well and send you guys extra literature and stuff that they're handing out. Uh, it's totally professional, child and family friendly. friendly. And the uh, they have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash OMCA rally. So... She says they're going to have speakers from government, medicine, and law enforcement background, education booths on medical cannabis. Uh, so, yeah, that should be a good time, definitely. A good, good time. Potheads are, like, the greatest group to hang out with. Like, Hempfest? Hempfest is so much fun. Yeah. Well, and uh, Cannabis Cup, too. Yeah. Yeah. And she also... She sent us a donation to get some stickers made which to bring to this. Way cool. Which was way awesome. So yeah. thank you for that. Uh, thank you shakety. very much. I'm excited to have stickers. I know. We haven't had Hotbox stickers yet. We've had stickers for the other show, but not this one. I I'm know. excited. And we were in a magazine, and I had a copy of it. But then I went through a drive-thru to get us something to eat before yeah. the show. And the guy saw it sitting on the chair and he asked me what it was because huh. he thought maybe it was like a weird issue of high times or something. Right. I kind of explained it to him and then I asked him if he wanted a copy and it was the only copy I That's had. That's cool. So, so we're in a copy. One. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So we're in the latest issue of uh, Montana Connect magazine. I don't think I've ever been in a magazine before. Except for that time I wrote into... Playboy, but that's <laughs> totally different. This is like a full featured. Yeah, like, like check this is out a our little, stuff. Like paragraph, like yeah, a little thing about us and our little logo and everything. Totally cool. Our little dates and times and website. Totally cool. Yep. So what else has been going on? How's uh how's work? Great. Yeah. Yeah. How's business? Good. It's going really good, actually. You know, I had a couple of days there where I was kind of iffy because, you know, my my man was in some pain. Yeah, we did have have to uh, miss last week's or last. What was it? Saturday show? Tuesday Uh, show. Tuesday. This is Saturday show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had to miss Tuesday's show because I was up at the hospital picking him up. So is he he surviving? He's trying to. Yeah. (laughs) You know, kidney stones aren't fun, especially when they're like, Ugh. Ugh. yeah, yeah closing dude. in on half an inch there. I saw a Deadwood episode once where the one of the main guys had to like pee out kidney stones and that like I was getting queasy, man. You would have to put me down. I, I don't think I would want to deal with that. I think he was hoping for it. He would like you would hear just this like <laughs> agonizing scream, and then you'd hear this like dull thud into this metallic you know can as they were hitting the ball. It was so horrible. Well, and he of course you know he's a patient, so he's legal, and, of and he was so upset because you know he had to be in the hospital for almost two days. Can't smoke in the hospital. No. Definitely. You can't vaporize in the hospital. No vapor, really? Not at, no, not at our he- ours here. No. Oh, you got to no. go to Whitefish for that, huh? <laughs> you got to go somewhere else. Somewhere yeah. else other than that. Right. So, and so he was down there and he was like, well, can't you get me something? Anything. Tinctures. Something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kept telling him, I'm like, you're going to be out soon. Just hold on. Yeah. Because they kept saying he was going to be out. And then right. finally, like... 
that night on Tuesday night when we were supposed to be starting the show, <laughs> I was driving him home. Nice. It's like, come on now. Seriously. They wanted him to stay in there, though, so that they could make sure he didn't throw up the pain pills they wanted to prescribe him. Right, right. Because, you know, how safe those are. Right. Don't take this on an empty I've never stomach. had to tell anybody, hey, dude, hang out here for a minute and smoke a bowl of that so I can make sure it doesn't make you sick before you yeah, get right. home. Yeah, right. I know you might you might get sick, so I better watch you do this first. But the hospitals, they do that all the time because they got to make sure the stuff they're giving you isn't going to like... Like you're not allergic to it worse. and it's not going to kill you and... Well, and even, you know, the lore tabs, you have to be careful because if you take too many of them, then you're taking too much Tylenol, but they don't really tell you that. Oh, yeah, those things have, like, massive amounts of acetaminophen in it. Yeah, but they don't tell you that. Like, when they prescribe it to you, they don't say, oh, don't take anything else with this in it. Right. Because you're already getting a ton of it. Why are they called 10-500s? Well, that's 10 milligrams of, like, hydrocodone and then 500 of acetaminophen, so... You take two of those, there's a thousand milligrams of acetaminophen. Good luck. And then if you're taking Ugh. Tylenol with that for some reason. Right, there's more. Yeah. You never win with that. Nope. So did you hear that uh, the governor of California, the great state of California, has uh, signed a bill that is going to downgrade possession of an ounce or less of marijuana from a misdemeanor to an infraction? What See, is an infra... Is that like your name on the board? Pretty much. You're not going to get a misdemeanor, but you will have an infraction. Yellow card. Like, you what is the point play, of that? but you're in trouble. Why doesn't... Is that all he could do? Like, that seems really petty. Like, well, I mean, misdemeanor, the okay, next step is full legalizing. The vote it. is basically a month from today. Right. Right? So, I mean, it, it, this is basically, I think, a moot point. Really? Yeah. It's weird that he did it though. Like, why is he showing? Is it his way of showing support? I think. I think a little bit, yes. Hmm. But I think that also when it's legalized, then he can say, "Well, wait a minute. I just did a bill that would have made it a minor infraction, anyways. There's not that <laughs> big of a difference between someone getting a okay. Don't do this again. But if to- you do, it's okay." That's so weird. I mean... Like, they want to hold on to some semblance of power or something, but they don't want to completely... It's it's weird. It's It's a weird thing they're doing. It's like playing a big board game. Right. They're always trying to think of these different steps they can make that'll make things easier to explain, easier to cover up, easier to, you know... So, I think, personally, my own opinion is... That when it's legalized, this is going to be the, you know, well, this is how it was going to be anyways. Right. They were going to be walking around with marijuana anyways. Like we you were guys just didn't gonna have to. stop them and tell them no, no. Yeah. You guys didn't have to sign, you know, go vote on your thing in November. I already did that for you. Yeah. Well, I'm on your side, guys. <laughs> when um, it's legalized, Arnold. when it's legalized, then it's just going to be that you have to be 21. Right. Okay. Which that's fine, I guess. And kids will okay. still find people to buy it for them, just like, you know, they do with alcohol. It's not. Big yeah, deal. but you have to admit it's a lot harder. It is. It definitely is. It's a lot harder. It depends, harder. though. Depends how many bums live in your town. 
Like here, we have quite a few bums that hang out that you could go to if you needed. Occasionally, but when we were kids, there weren't cameras outside the store that they could see if you were talking to someone and handing them money. Right. Or that they could follow some guy through the parking lot to see if he met up with someone else to hand it off. Yep. I mean, there's so much more now where they can watch everything. It's a lot harder to do stuff like that. I get carded for cigarettes now when someone else is buying them. Like when you're just with them. Yep. And you're like, I'm not even buying cigarettes. So what I the know. hell? Isn't that stupid? It's I, so annoying yeah. though. That's if happened. you're with like some if you're with like say your girlfriend's younger brother who's seventeen and you try to buy cigarettes and he's there because he wants a soda, you can't do it. They nope. will not. You have to make him sit in the car and hope they don't and notice. Some people actually That's do so that with effed. alcohol also. Yeah. They won't let you buy it if you're with someone who's under 21 or if you're with someone who doesn't have an ID. I always ask them, like, well, what would happen if I was in here with my two-year-old daughter? Like, would you sell it to me then? Right. You know, and they're like, well, you're That's not. That's different. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Well, believe it or not, I get carded everywhere I go. Well, it's because you're like this big. This big. Yeah. So, and no matter what, I can't buy anything without being carded, and I know that's a fact of life. So I've, I now I carry my ID everywhere with me. Yeah. So I mean, if you can't process the thought that you should carry an ID everywhere with you, then you shouldn't be doing certain things while you're out and about, anyways. Yeah. Just you know, it's kind of weird though that you have to have that. Like, I am here. I am me. But you might be asked to prove that. Well, in Colorado, it's illegal not to carry an ID. Really? Yeah. Is that wow? Isn't that weird? So this uh, this measure, it's going to happen January first. That's when the law takes effect. Uh, the penalty for marijuana possession will remain a fine of up to a hundred dollars, but will no longer carry jail time, unless, of course, in November they just completely legalize it. Yeah. But then what? Will that? Will that erase this? Yeah. Okay. So that'll hold. So that'll mean anyone over the age of 21 can have X amount of marijuana, but there will be fines for people under the age of 21 who are in possession of marijuana. Yeah. So, well, good job, uh, Arnold. Good job. Yep, yep. So, you know, we were talking about... Um, how states are handling different things. Right. And so I actually was oh, reading about what? When did, did you mention about the Flyhead Beacon article? No, I didn't. Oh, the MMGA got on the front page uh-huh. of the Flyhead Beacon. And I mean, it's, it's just a little, it's a newspaper, but that's kind of cool to see that uh, I was walking by one day and I, I took a picture of it and posted it, but it featured our good job Ed. guys. That's and the back our of boys. my head. Right. <laughs> and Jimmy One's hat. I saw that. Yep, yep. That's our gang, man. That's awesome. Yay. So good job, guys. And the article, like, Ed Ed was very well spoken. Yes. Ed is usually very well spoken. Right. I didn't see Sometimes any expletives. You have to or... edit. Yeah, but. Do you think they edited? They, oh, yeah, they yeah. did. I was at the meeting. <laughs> yeah. They edited Ed. That's awesome. <laughs> but no, they didn't, like, it, it was a well written, unbiased article right. for one. They weren't, right. like,. And these people have their demon meetings once a month, you know, like they were really cool about it. So yeah, well, they good just, job, Beacon. Yeah, they gave they they really put a good light on the <clears throat> MMGA and everything that's happening. I think you can probably see it online at uh, flatheadbeacon.com if you guys yeah. aren't local. So sorry, uh, what were you saying? So, anyways, 
Colorado, actually. We we talked about this in an earlier episode where they were discussing what it would be like to track patients. Right. right? I remember that. Yes, yes. So now they've taken it to this step, and this is actually going to happen. They're getting it set up. They're going to track patient purchases. Huh. People aren't going to be very happy about that. Right. So Colorado wants to set up a first-in-the-nation tracking system of medical marijuana purchases to deter people from buying vast amounts of pot and selling it on the black market. Patients and marijuana advocates fear that they will be harassed by a Big Brother-type intrusion as computers and video cameras monitor every ounce of pot sold in the state. Officials are also considering fingerprinting marijuana patients mm. and keeping tabs on pot with radio frequency devices. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't... I know you need to be safe and everything, but I don't think this is the way to do it. When people see that they have to have their fingerprints taken, it's going to scare them, and they're going to tell you to go F yourself, and they will go back to buying it the way they were buying it. You've already asked for all of their personal information. Right. We've registered. We've done that. Yeah. You're lucky we even did that. Yeah. It's for real. Like, yeah. you're totally lucky that that's that happened that way. And if you start fingerprinting or RFID chipping all this stuff, um, you're not going to gain the trust of the people that you are trying to exploit. You're working with a group of people who are stereotypically paranoid, correct? Yeah. Okay. And when paranoid people don't like having their fingerprints taken... They don't or, like... Or cameras. Cameras. Or chips of any kind, anywhere. Right. You know, anything that can transmit what we're saying usually isn't very... That we don't know about. Right. Usually isn't very fond of. Or anything that can track where we are that we don't know about. That's right. Except you know? for our phones. Right. We're cool well, with that. Well, that's different. We, we Duh, signed I, up for that. I use it for Foursquare check-ins. <laughs> Come on. I don't. I, how am I going to be the mayor of my stupid coffee shop if I don't use my Foursquare check-ins? <laughs> I Facebook and Twitter. Burger says, do you need to get fingerprinted for Oxy? No. No. Unless you try to steal it. Unless <laughs> then you, you get arrested for it. Right. Then you get fingerprinted. Yeah, why didn't they... There's way more of a problem with uh, oxy abuse and that kind of thing. Why didn't they start testing their little track program with that? Why did they start with weed? Like, weed's going to be all legal here in a minute, and you're definitely not going to track it at that point. Right. So, but your painkillers, I don't see that ever becoming an over-the-counter type of transaction. So why wouldn't you just start with that? That seemed like the logical step. But well, I I don't I think that Colorado, I mean, okay, they said it in the very first sentence, the very first paragraph. Their whole point of this is to try to deter people from purchasing large amounts and selling it to other people. Well, what you're going to do is, like we said, deter people from (coughs) even signing up on the program, and it's going to help the black market, you know, mentality grow even further. All that money you were trying to get to put into maybe what could be legitimate, you know, projects is all going to disappear now because no one's going to sign up because you're making it, you're making way too many hoops to jump through. Right. 
Well, I mean, next thing you know, they're going to want, you know, to... DNA and blood yeah. samples. And, and they're going to want a urine test to find out what all you are taking and that this is all that you're actually using. And then yeah, they're going to want to know little... how you're using it and how much oh. you're using and where you're using it and who you're using it with. I mean... It's insane. Pretty soon they're going to set up a room where you have to check in, smoke your pot, and then leave. It's stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that's no good. I was at my doctor's appointment. I have to go see a doctor every six months now because I'm doing really well, apparently. And um, they had some new paperwork. It's it's for Suboxone for uh, opiate addiction problems. And they had a new, <clears throat> excuse me, they had a new form. That said, if you are drug tested and you have marijuana in your system, you have to have your card and you have to show proof that you're supposed to. Right. And that was never there before. Before, if if you got tested and weed showed up, they would just not worry about it. Well, my doctor would not worry about it. I'm sure it, it differed person to person, depending on what they're prescribing you. Right. But for my case, it, it didn't matter. And I was like, so... You guys are going to, if I get drug tested and I don't have my card yet, are you guys going to just kick me off the program or what? And she's like, no, well, it's up to you and your doctor what you guys decide is is best for your situation. It's just weird that they have it in there now. Like it's. Well, you know, when my... And you have to pay for the, the tests. Oh, thanks. Which is like $329. Oh, thanks. Unless you have insurance. I can go get which, one at Walgreens for 50 bucks. Right. It might uh, not be very accurate, but... Hey, you know... Um, you know, when my my husband was in the hospital, I was wondering if they were going to ask him. Because I knew they were going to test. Right. I just knew because he was getting, you know, all this stuff was happening and everything. And I wondered if they were, but they didn't not even once. I don't know if they asked him how he was managing his pain, you know, because I've been asked that because, you know, when I've gone in with a gallstone attack. um, They ask you that? Like, well, that's why I'm here. Manage well, the it. doctor, they'll ask me what I do at home. Like, if I'm in pain, what do you do at home to manage the pain? And I... I mean, it depends on the doctor. Hmm. There's been a couple That's, of I've times where I've that. said, you know, I'm a marijuana patient and right. I use that or, you know, that I list other stuff. But then if the doctor's kind of a stuck up the type person, then right. I just say the other stuff. Like, well, it depends what kind of pain. If it's moderate to, you know, not bad, I'll smoke some weed. If it's over moderate into severe, you know, I'll have to go find some pills to pop. That's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you asked, so. So, you know, I think that their their whole purpose is to just, I know they're trying to help keep things safe and to monitor, but you can only go so far. Right. And this it has is to monitor. It has to monitor itself at some point. I can understand, like, wanting to make sure people don't go over their limit on purchases or just wanting to regulate things that way and making sure that people are staying within their limit right now. But right. I don't think that radio frequency chipping anything's necessary or fingerprinting anything is necessary. No. Or no. even entering in every single purchase every single person does. Yeah, that's that's a little... I don't know. I don't think it should ta- be taken to that extreme. That's like painkiller shit. 
You know, that's well, the prescription program. Well, everything's entered in, everything's, you know, tracked and all that. But your medications are very potent and some can kill people and definitely kill children. Like weed, if your kid gets a hold of weed accidentally, they're not going to die. They're just going to get... It's the only thing in my house that I don't have to worry about. Exactly. Honestly, it is. If my kids picked up any cleaner medicine, vitamin, certain foods, I mean, and they ate a bunch of it, I'd have to call poison control and make sure they're okay. The MDS says the Beacon article made it sound like a done deal that a big change in the Montana laws will pass in January. Quote, the Wild West is over. Was that the Wild West? Because it really wasn't that wild. I mean, from what I saw. Yeah. It was pretty chill. Yeah. I I didn't see any, like, problems. Well, there was that firebombing in Billings. Well, right. But, I mean, like, locally here, there wasn't. No. No. So, um, Diane, who's a 49-year-old woman who sometimes consumes up to two grams of pot a day to treat her chronic (laughs) pain, says, this is a matter of my functioning daily living. Some days I need more or less. I don't know what business it is of the government's, which is true. Yeah. True. Some days I smoke all day. Some days I smoke once. It just depends. (laughs) Most days I smoke all day. Well, I mean, okay, when you get a prescription for a painkiller, you get a suggested dosage, right? Right. One to two every four (laughs) to six hours as necessary. And a suggested way to take it. Right. Maybe you can put it in your mouth and swallow it. Maybe you want to crush it up and snort it. Hey, it's up to you. It's not my business. Right. You know, everybody's a little different. That's right. But either way, I know people who will take a bunch one day because they're in pain Mm -hmm. and then just a couple the next day. Or just want to get high and then, you know, hey, you get your bottle. It's time to party a little bit and then. But, I mean, as long as you're just using the recommended amount within a certain time frame, you're okay. Right. Right? Right. Because some days you may take two every four hours, but then the next day you might take one every six hours. Right. You're still staying within their recommended dosage, but you're going to go through it faster one way than the other. Yep. So, marijuana is a lot like that. Some days you use more, some days you use less. But it's one of those things that, honestly, I don't think merits tracking like that when people like her, who only smoke maybe two grams a day. Yeah, that seems like a lot of trouble to go to. I put that in a bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's in that bowl. We've right smoked there. that since you've yeah. been here so far. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yep. So we got this. Uh, was there anything else no. with that article? Okay, uh, we got this sent to us uh, by Burger, I believe, and have you ever smoked the green crack? There's a nice fat picture of, like, a bag of green crack, and it's labeled green crack. That's, Some that's what meat. I loaded. Is that what's yeah. what's in there? It's good shit. That's what's in the bag. Good stuff. Uh, in a boon for pain research... <laughs> green crack. Shit, yeah. In a boon for pain research, American and Italian scientists say they found a new drug that allows a marijuana-like substance to control pain at a specific site in the body. Their study suggests cannabinoid compounds could be used in new pain medications that are non-addictive and non-sedative, unlike the opiates. 
the drug works by blocking an enzyme that degrades a compound called anadamide, whose name comes from the Sanskrit word for bliss. Makes sense. Makes total sense. Anadamide exists naturally in humans and is a chemical chemically similar to THC. Uh, it was thought to work only in the brain, but with the new drug URB937, anadamide works in peripheral tissues as well. That is some crazy drug research. Good job. Uh, is led by the director of the S- uh, Center for Drug Discovery at the University of California, Irvine. Teams from the Italian universities uh, and F- Parma gave the Herb 937 drug to rats and mice. It suppresses an enzyme called FAAH, which boosts the amount of anidamide. Uh, it doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier, but it still does lessen pain at the site of an injury. That's weird. It's not like it It works at the site of an injury. It doesn't go into, doesn't cross the brain-blood well, barrier, get into your brain and bind to your opiate receptacles or whatever. Well, in a perfect world, that's how painkillers should work. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anadamide is part of the endocannabinoid system, which is involved in modulating appetite, pain, mood, and memory. The name is derived from the system's involvement in responding to THC. Blocking FAAH can have the same pain mitigation effects without generating a marijuana high. That's interesting. You can get the effects. What if you want the high and maybe not the effects? If you want to go the other way. Can we do that? Uh, only a handful of states allow marijuana to be used for medicinal purposes, one of which is modulating pain. So a drug that enhances the body's natural cannabinoid compounds could be helpful for millions of patients. Mm-hmm. Or they could just move to Denver. Right. So, pretty awesome. Now that it's, like, legal in some of these states, they can do some research and figure out some cool stuff. Well, since you just went over an article about research, I have have some research. research. Do you have some research? Yes, I do. Exciting. So, specific cannabis strains could reduce memory loss. Really? Uh huh. A new research appeared in the book British Journal of Psychiatry has revealed that the specific cannabis ingredients play a major role in adversely affecting the short term memory and not all the components. The researchers examined 134 cannabis users aged between 16 and 23 years. Wow, I'm not in that group at all. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Sad. (laughs) They were made to undergo memory tests for two times. Firstly, when they had smoked their preferred strain, and the second time with no smoking for at least 24 hours. The findings of the study include that marijuana containing copious amounts of an ingredient <coughs> could help alleviating in memory loss. The difference in the ratio of two chemicals is ver- in varied cannabis strains determines the effect. One chemical is tetrahydrocannabinol, THC, which is an active ingredient that causes excitement, giddiness, anxiety, and paranoia. Another chemical is cannabinol which is milder, and as found by brain imaging studies, this chemical can obstruct the brain-related effects caused by THC2. So there's tetrahydrocannabinol, and then there's just plain cannabinol. Right. Okay. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Cannabis of the form skunk has higher content of THC than cannabidol, 
While in hashish or herbal type of cannabis, THC content is lower. That's interesting. Yeah. In different strains that there's different levels of the two different cannabinoid substances. Right. Sweet. The study was headed by Valerie Curran, a psychopharmacologist from the University of University College London. She recommended those who are addicted to take cannabis should take the one with higher levels of cannabidol. Right. Adding to this, she expressed that the studies of can on cannabis could prove helpful in bringing out a fa- facts that the cannabis strains with higher ratio of cannabidol could be used for therapeutic benefits such as rectifying memory loss problems. Hmm. So it does the tetrahydrocannabinol, does that that's the one that it gets you all high and Yeah, so right. that's the one that's probably not that's so, not good for me. And cannabinol is the one that has do they both have medicinal properties? Right. Okay. So you can have your medicinal properties with a good buzz or without. Right. Depending on. That's awesome. The end. Nice. Well, uh, I have a blog post here that somebody wrote about the ban on uh, fake marijuana. Okay. How? You. Yeah. There's there's been some. The uh, a lot of people in in a lot of states are saying that you know it needs to be banned. Health officials, lawyers, and others are urging state legislators to act quickly. To make a synthetic marijuana known as K2 or Spice illegal. They had the uh, the guy that works, the director of this, the Poison Control Center of Indiana there. He came and testified and he said he received 117 reports of adverse reactions to synthetic marijuana. He said common problems include increased heart rate, agitation, confusion, hallucination, and higher blood pressure. And he says a few cases also have resulted in seizures or respiratory arrest, along with two deaths in which spice may spice use may have been to blame. And th- this guy, because they're trying, like a lot of states are trying to ban it and stuff, he says perhaps as early as next week, Michigan Governor Jennifer Granholm is expected to sign a series of bills that would outlaw K2. Um... It's one of one of several names given to synthetic cannabinoids that are sprayed onto different herbs and sold legally in smoke shops across the country. I think it's the chemical stuff that's kind of making people sick, I think. Uh, such products are labeled not for human consumption, of course, but people use them anyway. Because when smoked, they can mimic the effects of marijuana, but they don't show up on drug tests. More importantly, unlike marijuana, K2 is legal to buy, though perhaps not for long. In just six months, 13 different states have moved to ban the substance, fueled primarily by reports of K2's adverse health effects. Uh, At first glance, these actions might appear to be a reasonable way to protect the public from a dangerous substance, uh, but they're really just a testament to the folly of our nation's marijuana laws. So, do you think, like... It's kind of the same thing, I guess, but the, because you're you're both you're trying to ban like this plant. So I guess that's not really a plant substance, though, is it? You're, it's, it's a spray on. It's a synthetic, right? But you're they're trying to do the same thing, like what they've done with weed. Well, yeah, but I mean, if something kills people, then as long as they're not making that up, because they they made up you know crap about that about weed and it wasn't true, so. 
They should definitely test it and make sure. Right. Uh, K2 was created in 95 by a John Huffman chemistry professor uh, who was researching effects of cannabinoids. Only in the last year has it become widely available and used by consumers. Now the effects of K2 might indeed be exaggerated in order to further demonize the substance. As a marijuana reformer, he says, I'm all too familiar with this phenomenon. But papers across the country have published reports of K2 users suffering from accelerated heart rates and increased blood pressure, sometimes even ending up in the emergency room. Well, that's not good. That's no good. Uh, It's unclear whether these reactions are caused by the substance itself or the various herbal concoctions that vendors spray on it. What is clear, however, is that natural whole plant, uh, real marijuana, has no such adverse effects on users. In fact, a recent study from the University of Michigan showed that marijuana leads to fewer emergency room admissions than virtually any other legal or illegal drug. Word. Word to that. Uh, put more simply, our nation, our country's insane prohibition on marijuana, a safe, non-toxic, and well-studied drug, is now leading consumers to experiment with lesser-known and potentially more dangerous alternatives. So, it's too bad. Too bad. Well, so, law... Okay, I have, I have one here. Please. Law enforcement, if you're all done. Yes. Okay. Law enforcement agents in Santa Clara County conducted a sting operation of medical marijuana delivery services Mm. Thursday by using non-patients without a proper prescription as bait. The investigation resulted in the arrest of 22 people and the seizures of 223 marijuana plant and nine firearms. Hmm. You know what that kind of says that those people... In a perfect situation, so th- you get there with your delivery and the guy doesn't have a card and he's like, come on, I just need, like, you would just sell it to him anyway, like, who cares? But now that you know there's, you know, stings happening and you would maybe be more careful. It's like, Everybody I'm not trying be to be a dick, anyways. but... Well, yeah, definitely. So, um, this was just plain old drug dealing. Those arrested have perverted the important role of a caregiver for a seriously ill patient for their own financial gain, said Santa Clara Police Chief Stephen Lodge. Police said the investigation also revealed that several delivery services followed the law and refused to deliver to non-patients. Courts have defined the primary caregiver as a person who consistently assumes the responsibility for the housing, health, or safety of a medical marijuana patient, police said. The California Supreme Court has ruled that a primary caregiver is not just a person who solely supplies or sells marijuana to a patient. I believe this is just a, the tip of the iceberg of people who are hiding behind the voter-approved concept of medicinal marijuana to sell illegal drugs on an unprecedented scale. So... I wouldn't say unprecedented. Yeah. I mean... Well, I mean, 22... They should have asked for... They were doing it wrong. They should have been in... They should have gotten in trouble. Right. You did do it illegally. Right. You can take that risk and make a little money, but if you do end up... Like, how do you know? Unless there's no way to know for sure, right? If they don't have their card, there's no way to know for sure if that's not a cop and you're not going to get in trouble. Right. 
But if they have their cards, well, you know you're cool. Usually, yeah, but you still want to make sure you're following your state's law. Exactly. Because, like, Montana, they can have their card, but if my name isn't on the card, I can't legally sell to them. Right. From my understanding of the law. It is vague, I know. It is vague. It's rather vague. It's very vague. Um... Also, did you see this story real quick that uh, uh, I think Berger sent this also about a search of a 25 year old man following a traffic stop Wednesday morning revealed one bag of marijuana and one bag of cocaine in his bumba. his buttocks. Uh, yes. Uh. The driver said only the marijuana belonged to him. Uh, when that that coke that or the crack that's not mine. I don't know how that got there. When the bag with 27 pieces of rock cocaine weighing three and a half grams fell to the ground, Roberts immediately said, the white stuff is not mine, but the weed is. He then stated that his friend had borrowed the vehicle before and he saw the cocaine on the passenger seat when he was pulled over. So he just decided to put it in his butt. This is why it's called crack, I suppose. Ew. Yep. Ew. That's such an awful story that I was just driving my car, which my friend had borrowed the day previous, and I noticed I was getting pulled over. At that point, I also noticed a bag of crack on the driver's seat, or on the passenger seat. So, you know, I didn't want to get in trouble, so I put it in my butt, but it's not mine. It happens all the time. Fire in the hole. <laughs> That's it. Ah, uh, no. And you know, never mind. Never mind. I don't even want to say it. Okay. Next story. Next story. <laughs> Ew. Okay, so Arizona mm. is looking to pass medical marijuana. Really? Would make them. That would make them fifteen. Yeah, that would be good. Yep. Yep. So, um. Okay, they're they're of course Arizona's scared, right? About it, right, right, because yeah, every so, other state that's <clears throat> passed it has been completely destroyed. Oh yeah, see, we're all burning in hell right now. We're not now. even here right now because we're burning in hell because we passed medical marijuana laws. You see how insane I am? <laughs> um, claims marijuana could be sold on mobile cannabis caravan, pot grown in. E- expansive cooperatives and baked in brownies for nursing home patients are driving the debate over a proposition to decriminalize marijuana for medical use on the November 2nd ballot in Arizona. This November? Yes. Wow. Proposition 203, the Medical Marijuana Act, identifying illnesses that would qualify patients to use marijuana, was placed on the ballot by a citizen initiative and follows 14 other states that already have legalized marijuana for medical use. Right. So, of course, Arizona's, you know, certain people in Arizona are freaking out. They think it's the course. worst thing ever. Well, right, because the next step after that is obviously the world ending, and, you know, no one wants that to happen. So. Armageddon. That's right. That's what Revelation What's the magic says? number? How many states need to legalize it before that happens? 17? I forget. It's been a while I since I've read. Six in it somewhere. Right, right. Maybe sixteen. Uh, well, 
anyways. Yeah, it's they, there's ah, they all they're stupid. It, They'll it see how much money is nuts. made. Well, and see, a lot of it, too, isn't that they even have a problem with marijuana. Some of these politicians just think that it's more popular to be against it right. than for it. And if if they say they're for it, they're, they're against it and they don't know why. Or they say they're for it because they have, you know, they know what's going on. Well, I mean, even Governor Schwarzenegger hasn't come out and said that he's, you know, supporting it. He's dropped it down to an infraction, but he's not... Close to freak enough. Right. Like you would just say, it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Just go ahead. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want my voters that don't like weed for some weird reason. Well, right. He he. They always worry about the people, everybody else. Which is weird because you'd have to be high to make the governor a good idea to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, like whose idea was that? You guys were all high. Oh come on! He it's knows. California. Yeah, like, that's we've true. We've got to do something special. Like it's Hollywood. Special. They should have made a robot be governor. No. A robot. No. So November 2nd, we'll see how Arizona does with that. And they may end up being state number 15. One more till the end of the world. But California legalizing it. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's when everything goes to hell. If that happens, yeah, we'll all be dead. According to, you know, everybody else. (laughs) According to prophecy. The world will end then. It's what Nostradamus said. Wasn't it like, you know... When thine or, man must smoketh marijuana legally, then that's right. the world explodeth. I read that somewhere. I definitely read that somewhere. Well, good job, Arizona. Um, there's big changes for New Mexico's medical marijuana law. Did we talk about this, right? No. Did you talk about this? No. Did you hear about this? I did, but I haven't talked about it. Of one proposal would increase the fee for applicants seeking certification as nonprofit producers of medical marijuana from one thousand dollars or to one thousand dollars. It used to be a hundred dollars. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a large increase. Huge. The other would require producers to pay the state an annual fee equal to seven percent of their annual gross receipts. So. Is that a good idea? That's that's too much, right? No one will pay that. Well, you would think no one would pay that, but then the big again, companies can afford to pay that. Oh yeah, but that's, that's it. Like but normal. See, I think that's something that they hope for. Is they hope really? that the only people now that are going to be doing this are going to be the people with money, which are going to be easier to control. Right. You know, they're them. Well, it may have been cheap long enough to where other people will have made a lot of money and and then they can afford to cuz they've had they've had their law for a bit now 07 right right so that's i don't know that's 3 years if you worked it you could be fairly well off yeah but, but new mexico also has the crazy law where they only have oh, like oh that's true huh you know 11 people that grow for right. the whole state. They, they were running out yeah, of weed, actually. Yeah, they have 2,500 patients and 11 producers. They were running out of weed. Uh-huh. That's horrible. 
when your state's running out of weed, that's that's terrible. But now they want to charge those people a thousand dollars, right? And that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the Department of Health spokesperson Deborah Busmeyer said that at the program's current size, twenty five hundred licensed patients and eleven certified producers, the annual cost of running the program is about seven hundred to eight hundred thousand dollars. Because the program has no budget of its own, costs currently are covered by piecing together resources designated for other programs. Is that... Can 11 producers... They can't grow enough weed for 2,500 patients, right? Like, that's a lot. You would have to... That would be a farm, really. That's a lot. 2,500 people smoking every day. That's a lot. That's a good amount. Uh, Also proposed are a variety of other tweaks to existing rules, including specifying the department's authority to audit producers and test their product. Which, you need to make sure that you have a good product, definitely. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, of course, especially if you're going to be one of the few who get to provide it to people. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not like you can go anywhere else. I guess you could go to Mexico, but it's not very good weed down there. About 200 people showed up at a public hearing on the proposed regulations Thursday. Nearly 50 of them offered comments. Uh, some protested the addition of more red tape to the program, which some patients say is already difficult to navigate, and some worried that the fee increases would result in increased costs for patients. Well, duh. You're going to pass those savings to us, and we're going to pass them right on to you. Yeah. So you think we're actually going to pay for that? That's all yeah, you guys. You, you guys can't. are going to... You're all pitching. All 2,500 of you are going to pitch in an extra 10 bucks per bag. Do they Thank not realize you. how trickle-down works? Clearly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so others praise the state for creating New Mexico's program, the only one in the country that makes the health department responsible for setting up and regulating the distribution of medical cannabis. Well, how well did that really work out, though? What what does the health department know about growing weed, first of all? Um, like, they're the health department. Last that's, I checked, not a whole lot. Right. So, I don't, I don't think that's a very good idea. I mean, they should, maybe, you should have some aspect of it to regulate, but you can't be the ones that are growing the weed and still making sure that you don't have wicked, crazy STD outbreaks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you guys have a lot of, a lot of stuff to worry about. Yeah, when they're not shooting up Guatemalans with STDs. <laughs> right. Do you want do you want to imagine that? That's that's pretty crazy. Well, just Hillary Clinton apologized for I in the forties the government shot up a bunch of Guatemalans with STDs. That's so amazing. And then told them to go do it and see what happened. And so now like the government is having to and this is the government that says marijuana is illegal, by the way. Just a side note, they thought it was totally cool to go over to this other country and give people horrible, horrible diseases that they're going to have to live with forever. That's that's the level of moral uh, servitude that we're dealing with here. Yeah, pretty much. That's okay, but this, that's amazing. Ah, tards, tards, all of them. So, several people asked why the health secretary, uh, Alfredo Vigil, wasn't present at the hearing and questioned language in proposals to give him sole discretion over certain aspects of the program. Uh, He told the New Mexican on (laughs) Thursday... I'm sorry. 
Um, that is kind of is a your paper way, called yeah. the New Mexican. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Vigil told the New Mexican on Thursday that the focus on those issues illustrates a lack of knowledge on the part of the public on how state government works. Yeah, you guys are being stupid and you have no idea how government works. I'm the politician. I'll tell you how this works. Yeah. (laughs) What a dick. Uh, He said state cabinet secretaries rarely attend rulemaking hearings, relying on staff to conduct those hearings and report back to them. Vigil said he also avoids hearings because he feels the presence of someone up the chain can be disruptive. (laughs) Oh, wow. He said to the New Mexican, uh, there's nothing unusual in how this works, adding that this, as secretary of a department in the executive branch of government, you can all uh, kiss his New Mexican ass. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. Good luck. 11 people. That's so crazy to me still. Yeah. Like, I can't. Wow. That's so many. Uh, anything else? Well, I have a little snippet of local news. Oh, please. So, um, medical marijuana was the subject... Excuse me. Medical marijuana was the subject of a Great Falls courtroom for the second day in a row on Thursday. On Wednesday, it was three Great Falls patients filing suit, and on Thursday, it was Leon Tirums, a medical our marijuana caregiver from Cascade, presenting his case. Tiram says that because of the town of Cascade's moratorium on marijuana businesses, he's now conducting his operations out of a car. When the ordinance was passed, Tiram's was ordered to cease operations at his shop, and his business license was also revoked at that time. Hmm. Cascade representatives say his license was not revoked as a result of the ordinance, but because he violated state law, which is weird. How? How was he violating state law? Because he was selling it out of his car? Because they made it illegal to have a storefront? Or what? Well, it says Ned Jennings, Cascade City Attorney, explained. In the case of Mr. Tirams, the state law states that nothing may be con strewed in the law to allow a caregiver to use marijuana or possess paraphernalia. Tiram's case involves eight counts, including violating his right to dignity as well as his right to due process. The suit asked the court to put a hold on the moratorium until the case is resolved. So I'm still not 100% sure Hmm. why he got in trouble, but... Does he know why he got in trouble? Probably not. Probably why he took them to court. That's good though. Yep. Can you take the government to court though? Isn't yes. like doesn't the government isn't that their court? People sue the government all the time. Hmm. Judges usually just throw it out. Right. Yeah. Because it's their court. Like they made the court. It's not the people's court. It's the government's well, I court. Mean, if somebody has like a good reason, then they'll do it. But like I've read well, right. of these nutcases that like sue the government for like tapping their phone right you don't know homie things that they probably it probably did but you talking to your mom is not what they are like you know going to need to know right now (laughs) so well this one comment here is kind of cool it says humans have used marijuana for more than five thousand years 
It doesn't matter what we do. We can't stop people smoking pot. $113 billion is spent on marijuana in the U.S. every year, and because of the prohibition, every dollar goes straight into the hands of criminals. According to the ONDCP, more than 60% of Mexican drug cartel money comes from selling weed to the U.S. The cartels are torturing, murdering, and dismembering countless innocent people in order to protect this income. Since we can't stop people using weed, we must legalize its production and sale to adults uh, with after-tax prices set too low for the cartels to match. We have to eliminate the cartel's marijuana income and end their incentive and ability to commit these murders. Legalize weed, save lives. Yep. That's awesome. Word. So, uh, anything else? Um, that's all I have. All right. Well, thank you. Yes, and I would also like to say again, thank you to everybody who came up and visited. Yeah, that was definitely a good time. It was. For sure. Very. And having everybody come by and see my place was a lot of fun. Show and tell. Yeah. It's great. So yeah, we had we had a good time with you guys, and we'll definitely do it again next year, uh, a little earlier in the yes summer. Yes, like actually in the summer. Yes. So it'll be fun. All right. Well, uh, email info at hotboxpodcast dot com uh, slash donate if you guys want to help us pay some of these bills. That would be awesome. That would be cool. Uh, and yeah, just check it out. The site, hotboxpodcast.com. Everything's up there. And we'll see you on Saturday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Today's Saturday. Today is Saturday. We've seen you. Hi. Hi. We've seen you guys. All right. And we'll see you next. We'll see you Tuesday. Tuesday. And then Saturday, what are we doing? Going to Helena. Helena. Going to Helena. Super stoked on that. All right. Well, thank you, Sandy. Yep. Uh, goodbye. Thank you. Bye. If you like, you we, like this we, is where you where need you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be.